Welcome to the Delicious Beverage Podcast. My name is Julianne, and in this season, each episode, I'm sitting down with one of my friends to talk about the beverages they enjoy. We start with a bunch of silly questions and end with a game. This week's guest is Chris Hill. Before I introduce Chris, I know you saw the title and you were like, oh no, there's a part one and a part two that's going to come out next week. Nope. I've decided to change it so that the original one, part one comes out on Thursday and then part two comes out on Friday. That's the best of both worlds because I get to keep the podcast short. I don't lose any of the fun conversation and you get to hear Chris back to back. In other very, very fun news, at the time of this release, my podcast has 232 downloads. And I want to thank you so much to everyone who's listened to the podcast this far, whether you've listened to every single one and given me feedback or laughter or thought something was funny, or if you just popped in for one here or there, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. The other thing that I would like to highlight before I introduce you to Chris is that I have officially finished my last day of classes in law school, and I'm extremely excited to celebrate this. However, that means that the end of the season is coming very, very soon. So what I'm going to do is we're going to have about six or seven more episodes, and then I'm going to do a break for the season, and then season two is going to start in September. So I hope you're very excited for these last final few episodes, and there will be some special bonus episodes in there that I already have planned and partially edited, but I hope you're looking forward to next season. I'm trying to bring on a few expert guests to go into some really cool ideas talking about beverages and invite more friends on so you can hear about them in their lives. But that's looking forward. Let's look to the present. This episode, I'm sitting down with Chris Hill. Chris is my newest friend that's going to come on the podcast. I only met him in January. However, I knew that I needed to have him on the podcast. He is one of the most creative people I've ever met, but he also has such a kind heart that pairs with that. And every single time you interact with Chris, I don't think I've ever left feeling more excited about either life or about something that I'm doing or just really in a positive attitude. And I am so thankful for that because in law school, everybody takes everything so seriously. And it's sometimes really hard to feel that there's a lighter mood or anything, but Chris makes sure to make the people around him feel, I think, better about themselves or about what they're doing, or just a moment of reprieve from the stressful existence of being a law student. And I thank him for that. And he showed up today with a legal pad, of course, a legal pad, um, one of those yellow ones with a list of all the stories that he wanted to share. So I'm very excited that we dive into those. I'm very excited that he was prepped. So thankful that I was able to be his TA and meet him in my last semester of law school. I hope you enjoy all the inventions that he comes up with, all the movie and TV plots we come up with. And I hope you're as excited by the end of this podcast as I am to try chocolate milk. Here's Chris. Chris, welcome to the Delicious Beverage Podcast. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Um, I'm just really, really excited to be on a beverage podcast. I've always been a, a beverage-centric, beverage-minded kind of person. And I'll, I'll give a little bit about myself. So I was one of the last people in New York to legally ride an elephant. And I've always seen elephants as sort of the representative of the beverage community. Some might think that it would be the fish, given that they live in water. Some might think it could be 
the pelican, given that they have a cup for a mouth, but I see it as the elephant because they come with a built-in straw. And I think that were an animal to represent beverages as a whole, I think that it would be, and I believe should be the elephant. I've done on this podcast a straw hierarchy where I have talked about my love for metal straws and my dire hatred of paper straws. Do you happen to have a straw hierarchy or no? I absolutely do. So I go to the movie theaters pretty often. I like to go, you know, see whatever's coming out. And Regal Cinemas specifically keeps doing paper straws. And every time I go there, I don't learn my lesson. I get one of their big ICs and I put the paper straw in and by a third of the way down the drink, the paper straw's done. And I have to keep jamming them in there and jamming them in there. And it's just, it doesn't work for me. So definitely anti-paper straw. I support the message, but I think those straws that are made out of like vegetables, I don't know what they make them out of, but those are cool. I'm not okay with this because I had a boba one time recently that everybody was like, that's the best boba place to go in Gainesville. And I went and it was made out of one of those straws, but I didn't realize that. So I was drinking it. I was like, this tastes bad. And I was like, everybody says it's so good, but it tastes bad. And I realized I just didn't like the flavor of the straw. You could taste the straw. I could. Really? What did it taste like? It's like one of those corn ones. So it had that like wheat corn flavor to it. And it just took away from the whole Earl Grey boba experience. Have you tried the ones here on campus that they have, the uh, the straws that they have? No, I have not. Those ones are also vegetable and they break very easily, but I don't notice any taste for those. I prefer, provided there's no aftertaste, I prefer those over metal straws too for reusables, just because I can't be bothered to wash a straw, at least effectively. And washing them, you need to have a pipe cleaner which I don't have. It's hard to do. Just to get to the, the crux of the question for the straw hierarchy, I think crazy straws or silly straws. That's that's where it's at. I mean, who doesn't want a fun way to drink their beverage? So the silly straws with like the bendable ones, or are you talking about those ones that are the shapes? Like you could have the glasses, right? Like the loops. Oh, I want one of the crazy ones with the big designs. And I think one of the the challenges for the reusable straw industry, not so much for the metals, but at least the, the plant-based ones like corn is going to be to adapt and to capture that silly straw market because you see crazy straws, but they're always plastic. And I'm wondering if these reusable or disposable ones can actually can do that. Cause can you bend corn in that way? I haven't seen like those, those plant ones where they bend. Well, you said that the ones here on campus that are made out of corn or grain are really easy to break, right? They are. So they probably can't do a silly straw. So you, whoever can figure out that problem and can create either a metal straw that can be easily washed that's still a crazy straw or one that's disposable and is not made of paper, they will be a thousandaire. A thousandaire? I don't, I don't think it's a great idea. I mean, it's, <laughs> a, it's a good enough idea where they'll make, they'll make some money, but they're not going to be, they're not going to be rolling in it. They'll, they'll have some. <laughs> There'll be like five people that buy it. I mean, I'll, I'll spend it. I mean, FAFSA drops in the fall. I, I'd, I'd drop a cool thousand on some crazy disposable straws, but you know, I don't know if that speaks to the rest of society. Maybe I'd be the only one. But. Speaking of one of the only people who will drink certain or use or buy drink certain things, uh, tell me about the Mountain Dew, the pink Mountain Dew. So there's a couple, there's a couple different pink Mountain Dews out. There's a current one out that's this pink Mountain Dew called a Mountain Dew Spark, I believe. And I might have this one mixed up with a different one, but I believe the one that that's been talked about recently is Mountain Dew Spark. And it's sort of, it's like pink lemonade in Mountain Dew. And it has, I think a little bit of raspberry, a little bit of lemon, and it has a really, really good kick to it. It just, it tastes sour, but without being overpowering. And it tastes a lot like carbonated pink lemonade, really it doesn't even actually taste like Mountain Dew. And I think that's a great soda idea. 
<laughs> to not taste like Mountain Dew. Well, not so much that. I mean, I don't <laughs> want to disrespect Mountain Dew, of course. Not that they're sponsoring me, but, uh, you know, carbonated pink lemonade or carbonated lemonade in general, it just sounds like a fun idea. We have lemon lime soda. You make that next step over to lemon soda and then pink lemonade, even though it functionally tastes the exact same as lemonade, always just tastes better for some reason because it's pink. Pulp or no pulp in this pink lemonade? Uh, well, for soda, <laughs> if, if it's soda, I prefer my soda usually to not have pulp. Although I think that a soda that did come with pulp, I would, I would buy it just to try it. Cause that seems like a, it seems sort of like an interesting idea, a little bit of an abomination, but I would, I'd try it for lemonade itself. I'm very pro pulp and that goes for orange juice too. Yeah. I buy extra pulp. That, is, extra that pulp. is my thing. Yeah. Did you always buy extra pulp though? I think as a kid, I don't think we did. Um, or somebody in my family didn't like the extra pulp. That's what I remember. But I remember every time I've bought it, it is extra pulp. See, I've generally, I found that, I mean, personally, as a kid, I liked no pulp in my Mm -hmm. orange juice. I didn't want any pulp. And as I've gotten older, I've been more accepting, you know, some pulp, pulp, lots of pulp. And then I think when I hit middle age, it'll be just pulp. I'm just going to be eating it with a spoon, really. (laughs) So yeah, I could just imagine you would like one of those, uh, the electric juicers, and then like straining out the juice and then being like, I just want the pulp. Scraping out the pulp with a spoon. <laughs> and then like, boy, yeah, exactly. Like, yum. Oh, <laughs> I can taste the slight orange flavor in the fiber. <laughs> it just tastes so good and pulpy. It's yeah. pulpy goodness. I, it, it's weird that I've come around to it too, because there was actually a, a very specific reason as a kid that I didn't want pulp. It wasn't just the usual, I don't like pulp because I'm a kid. It was that I was, I was having orange juice one time and it had pulp. And I get halfway through it and I notice in my orange juice, there's a caterpillar. And I was like, well, that's not supposed to be there. That's, yeah. a, that's a caterpillar. And I'm drinking it. And I, and I had indeed, because it wasn't the whole caterpillar. So yeah. like I, I probably drank some of the caterpillar and that was, that was traumatizing. And I wrote Tropicana not to get anything out of it. Cause I was like eight or nine, but just to let them know that they're, you know, anti-caterpillar straining devices, whatever I thought it was that they were broken and caterpillars were making their way into the orange juice as part of some plot perhaps i don't know uh and tropicana sent me a tropicana hat it was orange had their logo on it it, it wasn't the coolest looking hat but i was like okay that, that that works for me i was happy with that and from that point on i was very careful i'd pour my orange juice so slowly make sure there's no caterpillars and eventually i got over it i'm still cautious but I'm trusting. That needs to be your next film. The attack of the caterpillars and orange juice. It's like a plot. Like we will slowly turn. It's like alien, right? Like when like the alien yeah, comes they, out, they burst that's out what they're the, doing with caterpillars. They make their little cocoon on the bottom of the cap and they come out and their wings are made out of pulp or, or they're yeah. orange. I mean, I, I think. That's that, why you need to be afraid of pulp as a kid is because their wings will be made out of pulp. Yeah. I think that's actually what the plot of Pulp Fiction was. I, I, <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I assume that's the case. <laughs> Never mind the fact that I have seen it and I have a shirt. I, yeah, no, I know exactly that, one. that was exactly that was my thought. I was like, mm. what are your thoughts on sparkling versus still? Well, for sparkling versus still water, um, I'm going to come out and say it will be very controversial. And you know, if if there needs to be hate mail, I, I accept that. But I hate water. I hate water. I despise it. I, I, the air I breathe, I wish it were water-free every day I wake up and I'm reminded the fact that I'm 70% water. And I just hate that 70% of myself. That is all of it. I do not like water. I don't want to drink it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to see it. No water. I want it. I want it desert. 
You say that like it's a shock. However, you're my ninth guest and my second person to say that they hate water. Really? Mm-hmm. See, every time I say that, people give me stuff for it. Like, it doesn't taste like anything. I go, it tastes like water. It has a flavor and the flavor is bad. I need, I need sugar and, and, you know, soda industry's got me there. But, and I'll, I'll give water some credit. If it's hot outside, I just exercised, you know, I, and I do drink it because, you know, out of necessity, apparently it's something that we need to live allegedly. Uh, but I try to drink enough of it every day. I certainly prefer still water. Sparkling water is, is you know, if you're going to try to be soda, just just be soda. You know, if you're going to drink sparkling water, just drink soda or drink water. Don't try to mix the two. That's like saying, okay, you can watch TV, but you can only watch the BBC economics report. Like, ooh, yay. Like, don't watch TV at that point. You know, go read a book. It, it, you shouldn't mix things. It's like it's, it's staticky water, as, as some people have said. It's not good. I like still. Um, I'm cool with tap water. I'm cool with hose water. I'm not picky about my filters. I know some people are like, I need my Brita. I need it to be free of free of whatever. And I'm like, you know, if it if it's water and it's mostly clear, I'm okay with it. As long as I don't see anything moving in it, caterpillar, et cetera, I'm good. I haven't seen any. That is the one other benefit of water is the fact that you can see through it generally. You can catch any caterpillars in there before they make their way to you. You have unlocked fears that people didn't realize that they had. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to at least spread awareness. You know, I'd rather that we be afraid and aware of the threat posed by caterpillars than be ignorant to it and vulnerable to their attacks. I mean, they, they become butterflies somehow. We don't even know how that, that works. We already can't trust them. And I, I just, I want people to be aware. One thing about me starting to make everybody aware of is I don't like extreme temperatures of beverages. I don't really like super cold drinks. Like I don't put ice or anything in my drinks. If it's like I go to a fountain, I'm just getting the drink. I'm not getting ice. I'm going to ask for no ice usually, or I don't like it super hot. I'll wait till it gets to room temperature or ask for it room temperature. So how do you feel about different temperatures of beverages? I think this plays back into the, the sparkling discussion where I think you need to commit. I don't want a lukewarm beverage i want it to either be very cold ideally you know as cold as you can get some of them i'll I'll put drinks in the freezer and i'll time it to see how close i can get to it freezing without it actually freezing such that i can get those little ice chips inside the drinks that when i drink it it's as cold as it can be or hot chocolate i mean i want it hot i don't want it too hot that i can't drink it but i want it hot i don't want something that's you know pretending to be one or the other i want you to commit you're either a cold drink or you're a hot drink And if you're in the middle, then it's just unfortunate. It's like a puddle. It's like, I have no use for you. I want something that commits to a temperature. It's either hot out and I want a cold drink or it's cold out and I want a hot drink. You said that you time things. So what is your most common thing that you put in the freezer and how long does it take? Oh, it's hundred percent monster. It depends on the freezer, uh, but monster generally, it depends on the size of the can. It depends on how impatient I am on that day because monster cans vary in sizes. Uh, The one that actually have with me now is 12 ounces. The standard monster can is 16 ounces. And then you move up to the, uh, originally it was called the BFM, but they changed that for, I think, marketing purposes. Now it's called the mega monster. I believe it's 20 ounces. Could be wrong. Don't quote me on that one. Uh, the average 16 ounce monster can takes about 20 to 25 minutes in the freezer, depending on the freezer to get down cold enough to drink. You can push it to 30 or 35 if you want it to be truly cold as if it were in the fridge the whole time, but that's when you start to get a little bit risky with it bursting. I haven't had a can burst on me yet, but I don't intend to. 
That's a weird, we had one in the back of our fridge because the back of our fridge would get frosty, right? Not a monster can, but I think it was just like a regular Coke popped and exploded. Mm. That was the worst thing to clean up in a fridge I've ever experienced in my life. And it's one of those noises where like you're sitting on the couch and you just hear it and it's like, what was that? Because that's not the first thing you think of, right? And it's interesting when you look at it too, because, you know, in the same way that you put something in the freezer, you put it in there to get cold and you leave it in there too long gets too cold it explodes everywhere and makes this annoying mess you have to clean up out of this difficult to clean square shaped appliance apropos that to the microwave you put it into the microwave to get it hot you keep it in there too long it gets too hot it explodes and here you are again with a difficult to clean up mess out of a square shaped appliance and i think that the freezer in a lot of ways is sort of the the opposite of of the microwave it's the the joker to its batman it's the water to the any other good tasting beverage you know they're they're polar opposites but i was trying to segue into your warm sake story it's not so much of a story it's uh kill bill is my is my favorite movie i'm a big tarantino fan as you've probably seen or at least heard from my shirts and one of the things in kill bill one is uh when i won't spoil actually no i will spoil the movie it came out in 2003 you guys are fine uh, when beatrix kiddo the main character goes to okinawa to meet hattori hanzo she meets him in his shop and he's there under the cover of operating a sake shop which in in reality he's actually a a swordsman he he crafts swords but he asks her what she'd like to drink and she goes warm sake and he's like like warm sake he's like very good and he's very happy about it and it's a fun little point of contention i guess in the movie where it's like you know why did she pick that i guess i was always wondering that and some other character makes fun of her for it and so i went to try it myself um i went to pf chang's I don't like P.F. Chang's. That's, a, that's another thing. And I had the warm sake and it's it's OK, you know, and it's sad because I was excited for it and I was like, if I drink this, perhaps, you know, I, too, can someday kill Bill. And then I tried it and it just it didn't do it for me. I mean, it's it's rice wine. Unfortunately, for, you can't kill Bill. I, I don't even know a bill. <laughs> I don't think. Yes, yeah, so I, I couldn't if I wanted to. But it's just it's like rice wine. It just it didn't it, it tasted like um kind of like coconut water, which I like coconut water. So I don't mean disrespect to it, but it, it was like sour coconut water and, and, warm and, it, was, and it was warm. Water. It wasn't even mm. hot either. So it didn't commit. And it just, it was fine, but I wouldn't try it again. And it was a little disappointing to that end because I was excited for it. It's always that expectation that's there. And then the letdown, right? Mm-hmm. Like when someone, if somebody tells me like, oh, this drink, it's a really fancy one, or it's well-known, or if it's the bartender's favorite, stuff like that. Right. And then I get so excited. And then I taste it. I'm like, mm, dang. Absolutely. It, it's even worse too, when they change a drink that you're, you know, that you've known before. I don't know if you've ever had a drink that you love that they change the recipe of like a juice or a can or anything like that. Uh, but my, my favorite beverage ever, hands down period, uh, was and is the original Monster Assault. This came in a camouflage can because it was so delicious you'd want to hide it from other people. That's not what they said. That was just my my in-head monster lore. Uh, and it had like a dark red color to it. Really, really cool design. Very fresh, very, uh, I guess, what's the word? Very out there. You know, it imposed itself on you. You know, it was it was a daring- Assault you, monster would you assault. say? I, I would say so. <laughs> it was- it was a daring design. You know, it had, it had a lot of energy behind it. It walked into the room. It, it had initiative and it, it was a pragmatic choice for a can. And then the drink itself was this beautiful dark red crimson. Uh, like if you squeeze the color out of a ruby, it was just perfect. 
and drinking it, it was like a dark cherry monster. It was I indescribably delicious, refreshing drink. And I swore it had more, you know, energy in it than the regular monster drink. And then monster last summer said, no, they said, we don't like success. We don't like making money. We don't like making people happy. We're evil. And they took monster assault and they first got rid of the can design. They kept it camouflage, but they made this desert camo color and it ruined the vibe of it. But if it were the same flavor, I'd get over it. But then they changed the flavor to, I don't, I can't even describe it because it was so bad. <laughs> it ruined Monster Assault. And the first in my head, I'm like, surely this is a mistake. They wouldn't change it. And then I bought another one and I was like, oh my God, it, it was intentional. This is the new flavor of Monster Assault and they haven't changed it back and they haven't taken the old flavor and moved it somewhere. And just, it's painful every day that I can't go back to that delicious Monster Assault flavor. So one of my questions is what is a drink that you liked that you will never have again? I'm guessing that's it for you, huh? I don't even consider it monster assault though, because like if, if, you know, Pepsi took their, you know, Pepsi, actually I should probably use Coke because Coke is, Coke is better. Just throwing that out there. If Coca-Cola took their recipe and then they started adding like, I don't know, oatmeal to it, not even like oats, just like or oatmeal flavor. I mean like straight up chunky oatmeal just pulp <laughs> oh exactly yeah the oats would be the pulp in the coke it would be terrible and and so you drink it would you still call that coke even if coca-cola was calling it coke would you say yeah that's a coke or would you say i don't know what the hell it is i don't want it get that away from me oh i totally would never want it exactly so i would say that i don't even consider it monster assault you know it's like the the monster disappointment or the monster tragedy or or something like that but i'd say more close to that question of what's something that i you know, would never try again that I'd want to like would be the warm sake because that that's like would never try again that I want to like. But Monster Assault, whatever they're coming out with now is not what it used to be. So that's a movie that you saw and then you wanted to try a drink. Is there any other movies that you've seen that you're like, I want to try this person's drink? Not so much for a movie. I don't know if you've seen the Adult Swim shows or if you've ever seen Aqua Teen Hunger Force, no. but but that's a show about a, a side of fries, a meatball, and a and a and a cup with a drink in it. There's a whole show about a side of meatballs and fries. I mean, I'm, I'm hiding I'm hiding the ball a little bit because it's an Adult Swim show, so it's a lot it's a lot different than that. But okay. that is each of the characters is that thing. I mean, there's okay. a character who's just a living side of fries. There's a character who is just a ball of meat. And then there's a character called Master Shake. Mm. And Master Shake is a walking, talking cup. And have you seen Chowder? No. Oh, well, he, he voices Gaspacho. The guy voices Master Shake. He voices Gaspacho on Chowder. He's a, he's a good voice actor, but he plays a walking, talking cup. And he's like a jerk on the show, but he's filled with this like green liquid. And I can't remember the what it is exactly. It might be radioactive, actually. Like it might literally be radioactive, but it looks delicious. And I think that getting to drink whatever's inside of like master shake inside of that living cup would be would be good because if it's good enough to like bring a cup to life it's got to be you know good enough to at least wake me up in the morning or something you wouldn't say that the monster you're drinking is the green drink that you're looking for i think it's close i think that if you mixed like monster energy with an icy and like some plutonium i feel like that would get pretty close to whatever's inside of master shake i would drink it but for the plutonium i, I think it's pretty close actually it has I don't know what this has in it. It probably isn't good for me. Um, I've noticed that usually when I have too many of them, I get this thing that uh, 
I, I tell my girlfriend, Jillian, I, I say, you know, oh, I've got the heart hurties. <laughs> and she, she looks at me with the same kind of concern that you're looking at with me now where she's like, it's tachycardia. And I'm like, heart hurties. And I just kind of like my heart makes a little squeezy kind of, Ooh, that's uncomfortable. And then I, I wait and then I have another sip and I move on. So it's probably not good for me to have given the heart hurties, but their branding is just really good because I keep drinking them. That's when you start drinking water, but you know. <laughs> maybe someday, you know, maybe when I'm in the hospital for my heart hurties and they're, they're IVing it into me, I'll have a little bit of water then, but I try to do a one-to-one ratio. A water to monster. Yeah, monster. Just okay. to keep myself alive enough to, to live to see the next can. What is a drink that you like that no one else likes? Hmm. I'm going to try to move it. I'm going to try to move it along a little bit. Cause I do, I talk a little bit too much about monster. What I will say that I, that I appreciate there's one that I, I don't know if no one else likes it. When I got to Florida, I was talking to some people about what I like to drink and I love chocolate milk. That's no you know secret. If you know me, I love all sorts of chocolate milk, but I also love strawberry. All sorts milk. of chocolate milk. All sorts. Of chocolate Are there milk. types of chocolate milk? There's plenty of types of chocolate milk. I mean, there's, there's generally three schools of thought when approaching the, the chocolate milk. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> so there's, there's powder chocolate milk, which is made with, you know, usually Nesquik powder. Then there's the syrup chocolate milk, which is made with like either Hershey's, Hershey's yeah. or Bosco, which has been forgotten. That's actually about. my parent's dog's name. Really? Bosco. Cause he's a chocolate lab. I was going to say, is he named after the, uh, after the drink syrup? Yeah. Yes, he is. And, and you, you learn about Bosco if you watch Seinfeld, but, um, you know, cause they did a little stint on it. It's not really that popular anymore, which no. is, which is another thing. And then there's the grocery store chocolate milk, which is, you know, comes in the, the gallon jugs. Yeah. I think that is the best chocolate milk, the grocery store kind. I don't know what they put in it. I don't know what they do, but it comes out of that gallon, perfectly mixed tasting. And smooth. It's like, so smooth. It's even like, with the syrup, you can't get it that smooth. You can't. It's like, it's mixed in some sort of big blender or something. It just tastes thicker you know it has the right viscosity that i want out of yeah. a chocolate milk and then after that it kind of you know i like powder i like syrup there's a little bit of a different taste between both but but the big thing with, with florida that i've noticed is is chocolate milk's cousin strawberry milk no one i've met in florida really likes strawberry milk i think of it maybe one or two people but generally everyone i go up to they're like oh we don't drink that down here this is florida we're no no strawberry milk for us and i'm like but why it's it's i mean you don't drink it do you no uh my dad and my brother used to drink it they used to get like that powder i used to have the chocolate powder and then my dad and brother would have the strawberry powder um but i don't talk to anybody who drinks it see i guess i would say then Either strawberry milk would be my answer to, I, I love strawberry milk. I think it's amazing. And a lot of other people don't like it. But then there's also my invention, chocolate milk. Because we have the chocolate covered strawberry. Why not the chocolate covered strawberry milk? And what you do is you generally take two thirds strawberry because it's a less powerful flavor, one third of chocolate, either powder or syrup, and you mix it. And it tastes pretty good. I think I'm just stuck on the name. I love the name, chocolate milk. Chocolate, because you can't say like chocolate strawberry, strawberry chocolate. I mean, no. multisyllabic. It just gets a little bit. It gets a little bit. And who wants to say that? No one does. I mean, no one wants to say chocolate either. They get. Oh yeah, I love it. You like it? You're the first person. Oh really? Yes. Probably would try it. Have some fun with it. You can say, "Here's a straw for your chocolate milk." Like, ooh, you know, a little bit of wordplay there. But it's just, it's a good drink. And if I had it with me, I'd make it for you. Uh, but. I don't think that strawberry milk gets enough recognition here in Florida. And I don't think that chocolate milk as a whole gets really any recognition because, because I more or less invented it. 
Exactly. Well, now <laughs> I'm hoping that everybody goes and tries it because uh, I definitely am going to try that. However, in Maine, we had blueberry milk. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, Maine blueberries, they're obsessed. So there's this Maine famous milk dairy company called Smiling Farms, and they have those glass bottles and you have to buy it in the glass bottles and you pay for the first glass bottle. And when you turn it in, you know, you get the money back, whatever. It's like $10 a bottle um, for the glass. But then they have so many flavors. I don't know if they had strawberry. I think they do, but they definitely had regular chocolate and then blueberry. Good thing they had blueberry on tap. It's like, that's what I'm saying about no one loving strawberry. It's like, Oh yeah, we can do blueberry milk. We can't do strawberry. I've never heard of blueberry milk though. Is it, it's blue, I assume. Yes, yes it is. How blue is it? Is it like a deep blue or is it a... I don't know. I think it's more of a periwinkle. Really? Mm-hmm. Is it is it blueberry flavored? Yep. Really? It's pretty good too, if you like blueberries. I'm trying to think about now broccoli milk. Not broccoli milk, but broccoli, like blueberry chocolate. Mm. Yeah, at first right. I was thinking broccoli. I was like, I am certain no one would want that. I'm not doing broccoli milk. It would look deceptively like the milk that's left over after a bowl of Lucky Charms where it's green. And then you go to drink it and you're like, oh, this tastes like broccoli. I hate it. <laughs> Can you imagine the <laughs> April Fool's jokes on that? Hey, Here's thought- broccoli milk. <laughs> you have to tell them after they drink it because then they're going to be like, no. And then you go, oh, but it's, it's April Fool's. You got to drink it. You just got to put it into their Lucky Charms. Mm. The better way to do an April Fool's joke with that is use cauliflower because it's white mm, cauliflower flavored milk or- Cla- call it milk i don't know do chocolate milk with cauliflower everything is cauliflower nowadays it's like cauliflower is everywhere in pizza it's in pasta so i'm sure that we can have cauliflower <laughs> <laughs> coming to a store near you it'll be it'll be real expensive or real cheap Here's the way to get your vegetables in, kids. <laughs> contains contains at least four servings of, of cauliflower. Oh my god! What's the, what's the daily recommended amount of cauliflower? <laughs> Is it any? Does anyone actually recommend eating cauliflower? I think it depends on if you're talking to the cauliflower lobby, or if you're talking to like regular just vegetable. The cauliflower lobby. <laughs> you're gonna be in charge of marketing i think you need to leave law school and go do marketing we can do it we'll do a movie about a man who after trying to create cauliflower milk turns himself into a living cauliflower we'll call it like cauliflower we'll get we'll get you know jim carrey to play it or something like that it'll be a great movie coming to a regal theater near you get your ices when you go to see it and make sure you bring your own straws because those paper straws won't stay up so no I'm thinking the flavor I'd want of an icy, but I think that there has to be a cauliflower flavored icy if you're going to go watch the cauliflower movie. Cauliflower. 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 Perfect. And and honestly, what color is cauliflower? Whitish. Cauliflower is definitely a whitish, but like sort of an off-putting white. So yeah, exactly. That's what it sounds like. like. An eggshell or an ecru. Or Lovely. <laughs> and and we can really we can expand this too. And we can do you know broccoli themed movies. We can do eggplant, and then like get all of the different vegetable men's together, do like a, like a cauliflower war or something. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like an Avengers just with vegetables. I'm pretty sure that would be perfect for kids TV. Cause you'd be like, Oh, don't you want to eat your friend, the eggplant? We'll call it like the, the vegetablers, you know, and, and and our whole shtick will be just really terrible naming conventions. Like what we're doing now, where it's just, just giant mixes of words that really don't make sense. Yeah. You know, Thanos could be the eggplant. What if it's the job of the, what did we call them? Vegetable, the 
Vegetalators. Be a, be a veg. Be a, uh, see, that's how bad of a name. <laughs> I think it's be a vegetablers. Be a vegetablers. What if their whole job is to go around and rename foods? I, that could be what their mission is to get people to eat healthier vegetables or whatever. They have to go rename things. You know, I think it would work too. Not because people would be convinced to eat healthy, but because in renaming everything to this again, terrible naming convention that we've just created here. I think people will be so confused as to what food is what anymore that they would just unintentionally accidentally eat vegetables. They're like, oh, we got this thing over here. It's it's the the, the glub, glub, glub goulash. And I'm like, ooh, let me try that. I think it maybe is, is goulash. And then you eat it and it's, and it's just cauliflower. That's, yeah. that's the secret. It's all cauliflower. That, the secret is the cauliflower lobby. <laughs> it's all cauliflower. <laughs> it just got in there. The call- <laughs> and so... That's true, though, because if you think in England, they call the eggplant an aubergine. Really? Yeah. I would eat an aubergine any day over the word eggplant. Scrambled aubergine. Yeah. Doesn't that sound much better than scrambled eggplant aubergine. or eggplant parm? Aubergine parm. It sound, That sounds like the name of like a weird detective in like a Victorian era novelist. Like, detective aubergine palm here or something like that. You know? That's one of the Avengers episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll call one of the characters like Dr. Aubergine or something. Perfect. There we go. In a wheelchair, right? Isn't that the doctor? Is He's in a wheelchair, right? I think that's that's uh, Professor X, the X-Men. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like Dr. Strange as well, something like an eggplant. Uh, you can like do eggplant-themed sorcery, perhaps. Eggplant-themed sorcery. Eggplant-themed sorcery. Down for that. I don't know what it would be, but I don't really know what any of this would be anymore. <laughs> I think we've talked this to the end of the road. <laughs> All right, the, the vegetables are officially canceled. Do not go see it at a theater near you. And don't eat any vegetables. Or if anybody offers you a cauliflower icy, do not accept. Especially if they're winking while they do it. <laughs> while I'm here, I, I've, I'd like to clear something up. If I can clear something up. I would love to clear something up. So earlier in a podcast, uh, when, when you talked with Becca, you guys talked about my hot chocolate syrup idea. And I think there was some misconception or misunderstanding about what that invention was. If it would be considered an invention that instead of hot chocolate packets that are powder, that you do almost a chocolate syrup, but that it's not a chocolate syrup. And I said it's... It's like the mac and cheese. You know how like if you get craft mac and cheese, you can either get the powder or you can get like the squishy. Yes. Like. Yes. Kind of slime that you put on. That's not a good way to characterize. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And if that would be considered an, an invention. And I think that it would still be pretty much like Hershey's chocolate syrup. Yeah. Just in containers. Well, yeah. That comes in a container. Yeah. yeah it's so. just more. It's the same thing because it wouldn't even be more concentrated because you yeah. add the syrup. You can add the same syrup to. It's just portioned out. Yeah. But he said that it would be different because you can add a powder thing of hot chocolate to water and it comes out right. But you can't add Hershey's syrup to water and it come out right. It wouldn't come out as chocolate syrup. I mean, as a hot chocolate. Yes, you can. I've never done it, so I wouldn't know. I mean, people add like the the Hershey's uh, syrup and add it to Milk. milk. And that's the thing, but can you add it to water? I'm sure because when I was a kid, you want to know what milk was? It was the fat-free milk, which was basically water. Okay. True. So if I can add (laughs) anything to that, you can add it to water. And I think one of the things that you said is you you were kind of wondering if you just do that with regular chocolate syrup or what would the difference or point be? Oh, because of the cold, like you can't add some powders to cold 
uh, like the regular, like the Swiss Miss. Exactly. You can't add that to cold. You can add like Nisquick to cold, but you can't add Swiss Miss. So is that what you're talking about? In, in a way, yeah. And and so one of my my greatest beverage inventions is the hot chocolate syrup invention. And so when you're making hot chocolate, I don't I don't know if you have any problems usually, but if you could pick one of the biggest problems that you would have when making hot chocolate or one of the, your frustrations or struggles with it, what would that be? I think that mine is, I don't like to really, I like whipped cream, but I prefer marshmallows mm. and the marshmallows. I like them to get all melty and I don't like my hot chocolate super hot. So I usually have to wait. So it kind of works, but it, people have already finished their hot chocolates by the time I'm having my melty marshmallow, lukewarm hot chocolate. That's pretty much my biggest issue. That's unfortunate one. I like marshmallows in mine too. So I, I, I sympathize with you with that one. Yeah. But again, I'm not committal with how hot I want my hot chocolate. See, <laughs> I, I like mine drinkable, but my biggest problem with hot chocolate is when I put the powder in, no matter I'm doing water or milk or less powder, more powder, it becomes super saturated and the powder takes forever to mix it in. You get those little clumps of powder, no matter how much you stir. And there's yeah. a way around it for anyone listening. You just keep microwaving the hot chocolate and eventually it melts down the powder and it sort of caramelizes the sugar until it mixes easier. My invention and solution is why not start with it already melted down? We have chocolate powder that makes chocolate milk. We have chocolate syrup that makes chocolate milk. We have hot chocolate powder that makes hot chocolate. The missing puzzle piece is a chocolate syrup that makes hot chocolate. And the thing is, this is, it's not just chocolate syrup. Yeah. Oh yes. Okay. Because it's different. You can't put chocolate syrup into hot water and have it taste just like hot chocolate. It doesn't work. I've tried You can't like the Hershey's chocolate. You can't do that. No, it's a different thing Mm. because in the same way that chocolate powder to make chocolate milk is different from the chocolate powder to make hot chocolate. They Mm. have creamer in there. They have different ratios of things. There's extra stuff. And so I would like a syrup that's similar perhaps to a, to a coffee creamer or a coffee creamer syrup where the syrup comes with the creamer and it, it comes with the necessary ingredients that you can put it into hot water or hot milk, stir it. It'll taste the exact same as hot chocolate made with powder. But the thing is, is it's already melted down so you can heat it up and it, you don't have the clumps. It just mixes in and it dissolves really easily. And I've sent this information to Nesquik and I've sent it to Hershey's and none of them have gotten back to me. I told him, I said, I don't want any money for it. Just, just make it because it's a great idea and no one, no one's gotten back to me. So I wanted to clarify that invention for you. I, I'm glad that you did because I was, I didn't realize that it was you that was talking <laughs> about that, <laughs> but it sounds like you do a lot of talking with companies as far as Tropicana, Monster, mm-hmm. uh, Nestquake, Hershey's. Do you feel like they always hear you or no? You know, I'd like to, circling back again, I mean, I appreciate Tropicana sending me the hat. I'd like to give appreciation to Monster because I did write to them about the Monster Assault in a very nice way, of course. And they sent me two coupons for free Monsters and a very nice letter. Um, I've wrote to Haribo recently about their new candy, uh, Sour Kicks. It's these little shoes, gummy shoes. They're called Sour Kicks because they have a sour kick to them. Amazing candy. Very, very good. They're they actually almost beat out the nerds clusters, which are another really big candy. And, and Haribo was like, Hey, thanks. And I was kind of hoping they'd send me a little like, coupon or something. Thanks they for did. Me, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, generally everyone gets back to me except Hershey's and Nestwick. They have not gotten mm-hmm. back to me and it annoys me because I think that's my greatest idea of all of the nonsense that I send these companies. That one actually makes a little bit of sense. Like it's actually somewhat intelligible. Oh no. Chocolate milk. 
is still my favorite <laughs> idea. I, I might send them that one too, but I don't, I don't, I don't think they would especially like that one either. <laughs> mm, I do. That's my new favorite thing. I'm actually going to make it. It's very it's good. Just remember two thirds to one third, two thirds strawberry, one third chocolate. So if you had to name a drink after yourself, what drink would you name the Chris Hill? I could go with the easy answer of, of chocolate milk, but I feel like I'd like something a little bit more complicated than that. I think it would be some sort of a nice lemonade, perhaps like a very cold lemonade, perhaps blue raspberry with a little- Would you say like an icy lemonade or just cold? Similar to an icy. And mm. this actually gets a little bit more complex because it ties into another invention that I have. Um, at least an idea. I didn't realize you were such an inventor. Oh, I'm not. I come up with the idea, but then it's either unfeasible or it's nonsense. So I usually can't, can't pursue it because half of my stuff is really just like Flintstones idea where I'm like, we get this giant bird and he, he, he knocks on this bell and he wakes me up in the morning and that's my alarm clock. But then, you know, where do you find a giant bird and how do you train him? You know, these are, these are some hard problems to overcome. Very difficult problems. But so for my drink for after myself, it would be sort of like a blue lemonade or a pink lemonade, perhaps that has the little uh, tapioca balls kind of like boba tea has in it. And inside of those is like an extra burst of like sour, you know, because I, I really like sour candy. So I'd want to be able to chew it and have it like pop and give me the sour kick. But I'd also like it if we could engineer the drink to have enough of something in it, not alcohol, but the same property of alcohol where you can put it in the freezer and it will just get very cold, but it won't freeze. Mm. I'd like to have it some water, some not so that I could put it in the freezer and it would get cold enough that it doesn't fully freeze, but it forms some little ice chips in it. Not a lot, just a couple little ice chips in it. So it gets to that absolute apex of cold where it's right at the freezing point and it's as cold as it can be, but very sour. And I think I would call that maybe not the Chris Hill because that doesn't sound as, as appetizing perhaps, but that would be my drink. So what would you call it? Since you are so good at naming things as we've established. Easy, freezy, lemon squeezy. Just came up with that. That sounds like I had a plan, but I swear, I think that's actually a good name I like too. Because it, it like makes it. sense. It's easy. It freezes easy. It has lemons in it and, and you squeeze lemons, I assume, or someone did to make the drink. So easy, easy, freezy, lemon squeezy. I'm just kind of imagining the kids commercials for that. And I can imagine a kid going up to their mom and being like, I need the easy, freezy, <laughs> lemon squeezy. <laughs> That's how I do it too. I'd, I'd really upsell it. It would have like the Ninja Turtles on there and Power Rangers and like explosions and like, and, and. But it's explosions Romania. of lemons. Uh, no, not lemons. I don't. Oh. Want, I don't want it to be even remotely related to the drink. <laughs> I, I want it. I want it to have just absolute nonsense from anywhere I can pull it. It has a picture of like the Nintendo Switch on there. It has puppies running around the screen. It just says "buy it" like thirty times in in Palatino Linotype font. I mean, it's just all over the place. It makes no sense. And then like has Hypno Toad on it. And just I don't want it to even be remotely tangentially related to the drink. And that confusion is what's going to drum up the advertising for easy, freezy, lemon, squeezy. Thank you for listening to part one of this podcast. Make sure to listen tomorrow for part two, where we play our game. I have Chris identify which cola is which. I give him five different types of colas, and he has to try to decide which one is Coke, which one's Pepsi, what is an off-brand, what is a prebiotic soda, and what is an artisanal soda? Tune in tomorrow to see how he does about that. We also do more discussions on his time at Dunkin' Donuts, 
his hairspray drink, and plenty of other fun stories. But to wrap up today, I thought Chris was being dramatic in his word choice. It's painful every day that I can't go back to that delicious monster assault. However, the people online are, I think, a little bit more dramatic. I found on change.org a petition to bring back the original Monster Energy Assault drink. 2,096 people have signed, and they're trying to get it up to 2,500, so they're pretty close to their goal. And it's absolutely crazy. So Chris Dodd started the petition and writes, For longer than I can remember, I started my morning with the crisp, wonderful taste of Monster Energy drinks Assault. I had the taste of cherry cola that would quench my thirst and jump start my early mornings. 4 a.m. I even had my local gas station order an extra case of them on the truck delivery that I would faithfully buy weekly. On March 22nd, 2021, my morning would change forever. I stopped in my local gas station. I noticed when I opened the cooler door, there was an imposter in my normal drinks place. I looked it over and it still said assault on it. No labeling of recipe or flavor change. I head off to work opening this imposter and take a huge chug that I would soon regret. The new flavor tasted like a heavily salty beverage that forced me to stop at another gas station. I had to find the original exclamation point, exclamation point. It is now April 7th and the original ceases to exist. Someone needs to be held accountable for this heinous crime. Someone committed murder at the Monster Energy Facility. My gas station that struggled to keep Monster Assault in stock has struggled selling the new flavor. I implore the return of the original Assault recipe so many hardworking Americans love. And you would think that that would be enough, but I decided to do more research. And it just seems like Monster never said why. They were like, oh, this is an improvement. I don't know if it's an improvement. However, there's a bunch of Reddit pages where people do say that they like the new one, but more people say that they need the old one back. People that say, spare yourself massive disappointment and the gut punch. It's not worth it. You're more likely to puke than swallow the contents in the new monster assault can. It is so horrible. Unless you like the taste of rancid cola that sat in a hot car all day long, or better yet, just go buy the cheapest cola you can find, empty half, spit in it, have your friends spit in it, and add a bit of rancid lake water, and there you go. Tastes the same as the new garbage they put in the assault can. And another one says, the new flavor is horrible. It's like they took the old assault can, shook it to hell, poured out half of it, and filled it back up with weak, old, flat, cheap cola. There's more of them that are talking about how they should introduce a new product instead of replacing an old existing product that people like without really telling anyone. And because we have one person saying, I have no issue with the change of packaging. That's fine, whatever. But for the love of caffeination, would you change the flavor and not say something? The new Cola Plus Monster flavor is atrocious. Why would you replace the popular fruity, punchy flavor with this garbage? You've just paved over the existence of the original assault flavor like it never happened. Why? There's no mention of a flavor change on your website or the can. WTF, have you done? And for what purpose? There's enough terrible X plus cola drinks out there. Who thought this was a good idea? In the notes section of this podcast, I will include the link to the change.org petition to bring back the original Monster Energy Assault drink. Please help Chris get his favorite drink back. 
Thank you for listening. And we'll be back here tomorrow. Cheers. Thank you.